podcast. Hey creeps, I'm Morgan. And I'm Dee. And this is the Creepy Collective. This week we have our friend Stacy on the podcast. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you for joining yes, us. Hello. You're so welcome. I'm glad to be here. So Stacy is really great and he's going to be telling us some of his experiences. We're just going to do a fun little interview. So yeah, I'm excited to get to know all the things that Stacy has experienced and we're happy that you're here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It should so, be fun. <laughs> so first of all, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Stacy? Okay, so I am from Tennessee originally. I live out here in Oklahoma now. I've got a background in everything, so I'm a jack of all, master of none. I currently work just a regular nine-to-five job, so to speak. And just in my youth, I've always been a little bit sensitive, if that's the right word, to buildings and things like that. And I have a couple experiences, so I'm going to tell you about one of them today. Okay, so I have some more questions from you, but I have to stop you when you said you were sensitive to buildings. Just so you guys know, we all three work together in the same building. And there are lots of rumors that our our office is haunted. Stacey, have you ever gotten any weird vibes at the office? I can't believe you asked me that, but yeah. As a matter of fact, when I first started, we were up on the fourth floor at that time and for some reason they had scheduled me i was the only guy there we're still in what was called nesting you guys remember nesting oh, at the yeah. time yeah and but for some reason i was the only guy in this e-com pod just out of training and it was very eerie being up there you would hear like the floor creak around you and no one there's no one else on the floor you would stand up and look there's nobody else up there every once in a while you might hear a voice but the place in general would give me the creeps at night on the fourth floor yeah but not re not recently with anything that's good so was it on four east or four west it was four east okay yeah when i started i was on four east as well and honestly i've had experiences on both wings for sure but i think that Four East, where we're at, is definitely, we've definitely got an office ghost, for sure. We should name him. We should! I think that's great. Do you have an interest in the paranormal at all? Like, what do you feel about cryptids and aliens and all of that stuff? Okay, so quick background on that. I studied a lot of occult and paranormal stuff when I was in school and uh, cool. growing up. Uh, just for the record, everybody, I'm 54. I may sound young than that, but I'm older than the group. And uh, <laughs> uh, I've always been open to paranormal because, again, experience. Cryptid, there could be Bigfoot. There could be a skinwalker. Show me there's not is really is, yeah. is my position on that. But just too many stories to tell me that there are. So I leave that open. I'm open-minded about it i don't want to see a skinwalker or a big <laughs> i'll be honest i don't want to see either one of those things but i believe other people may have for sure that's how i feel about it as well who am i to say that bigfoot doesn't exist yeah. when someone gives you a, a recount and it's just so detailed you can't discount it absolutely aside from the story that you're going to tell us today have you had any other questionable or just weird paranormal experiences i, I have um of course, like I said, I've always been sensitive to buildings. So the first time that came into play is that we were on some deer hunting property in Tennessee that my family leased, had an old farmhouse on it that was empty. And the guy that owned the farm met us out there to show us, we're talking about a thousand acres here that we leased to hunt. So the old farmhouse, we went inside just looking around, it was still there. And I was in there about five or six minutes and I stopped hearing my pop and the old man talking. And all of a sudden I smelled food. 
and I can see furniture. I can see not necessarily people, but I can feel that people. So it's like, it's like the echo of the life that used to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, like it's lived in. Yeah, like it's been lived in and it wasn't anything bad. It was just, I'm like, huh, this is where your grandma's china cabinet was. And the old dude was like, wow, how? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels right. So from that point on, I knew that. And if I went into a building and there might be something in there, I've had some other things to happen we could talk about later. You like to hear about for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that kind of leads us into our next question. <laughs> Would you ever want to come on an investigation with us? <laughs> so Morgan and I have had this conversation a little <laughs> bit about this. So here's the thing, because I do believe, um, that things are linger, things linger. I'm not sure what they are. And because of my experiences, I'm not saying I wouldn't go, but I am cautious just because of my experiences. I'm cautious. Yeah. I, if it was you guys, I trust you enough not to put me in harm's way. I might check it oh, out. Really? <laughs> yeah, we're very uh, safe but, ghost hunters. So you would be in good hands for sure. All right. Well, you can understand someone who's had experience might not really want another one yeah. if it wasn't pleasant. It's not for everybody. I definitely understand that. <laughs> So I think we're ready. Are you ready to tell us about your experience? I'm going to do my very best. All right. Sweet. The floor is yours. All right. Like I said, I'm 54 and I'm from Tennessee. So about my 17th birthday, I was living with my English teacher's family. Um, for other reasons, I was having a hard time at home. I needed a place to stay. My English teacher took me in. Had, I had been there for a while. Mrs. Resch is how I refer to her. Great lady, really helped me in English. Just a great woman and said, hey, you're supposed to stay with me. And so we worked something out. And at 16, I moved out of the situation I was in and into this house. Now, this house, I should tell you, Miss, Mrs. Resch is the wife of a doctor, Dr. Resch. And he is from England, straight up across the water from England. And so the doctor's home in this small town in Tennessee was very big. It was an alpine style house with lots of trees in the front yard on a, what would have been at the time, an avenue of other doctors across the street. I know there was an, another doctor there. The governor's mansion from Tennessee was actually down the street because a former governor had lived in the same town. So these were large homes for that kind of area. I'm from the country. <laughs> so I, when we got there, I was uh, quite taken aback. And on our first, when I first was welcomed into the home, of course, we have to sit down and have some rules of the home, which is, of course, acceptable. So Mrs. Resch and I sit down and I have to tell you, she had two boys that, that, were, that lived at home and she had two other children that didn't live at home. They were off to college. But the other two boys were my good friends from school. And we were all members of a boys' choir, if you will. And also, we were all actors and the thespians. We were the drama kids. That's how I got the invite, uh, through knowing them. Uh, she also uh, boarded a young lady uh, whose parents uh, left our town to move to a better job about 60 miles away. But she wanted to finish high school because she was also in our program. Uh, we're state champions and all that. And so Mrs. Resch uh, arranged for her room as well. So it's quite a big house with lots of room. And... Do you want me to describe the house at all? You want to get a little, yeah, give me yeah. a little vibe about the house? Of course. Okay. All right. So if you were to walk up to the front door and go right in the front door, of course, it's a big foyer. But from the outside, the house is a Swiss style with like white stucco and the big black or dark beams. With just a beautiful house, but big and impressive from even from the street. Something you might see in Europe. And I guess that's maybe it's because of their English background. That's how he had it built. But he built the house. Dr. Ray, Dr. Resch. 
excuse me. So you walk in, and the first thing that greets you, of course, is a coat of arms and a, a, a knight wow. suit of armor, a suit of armor, a coat of arms, and a grandfather clock, just like, a, I don't know, Adam's family. I walked in. <laughs> I, just, I was just a country kid. So I walked in, and wow, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Everything is wood. It's tile floor. So off to the left is a library. As a door, you open that up. There's a fairly sized room library. And off to that is a music room, a formal music room with the, the most plush carpet I've ever seen in my life or even walked on. A piano and some other instruments set up in there and some really fancy, I guess, couches, you would say, maybe Queen Anne style or stuff like that. Big, massive dining room, big kitchen. Upstairs, um, which is right off the front door, there's a stairway that goes upstairs. And then both sides of the hallway are lined with bedrooms. I would probably say it's a six bed, probably maybe even a seven bedroom house. Oh. Six bed, three on each side. And of course, the master all in the other end of the house there. Big garage and downstairs, of course, a big family room. You could have a fireplace you could actually probably cook children in if, if that was what you <laughs> wanted to do. One of those old style, you see them throwing people in there. A huge, beautiful home. So we're having some of the rules of the house. Of course, cleanliness, curfews, guest rules locking the door, just general stuff. And stuff I'm like, yeah, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I'm glad to be here so I can finish high school. And plus, these are my friends, so it's going to be great. And But the last rule, she said, now we're going to talk about something that may seem weird to you. Now, I have a Southern Baptist background. She knows that, so she was trying to be gentle with me, but bringing up the subject of a ghost. Mrs. Resch told me flat out straight to my face that there was indeed a ghost that lives in this house, that it was a female or a female spirit that they live in harmony in the house. Uh, she lets them know when she's there from time to time, but she never bothers anybody and they don't bother her. So we don't, we don't mess with her. We don't antagonize the spirit or yeah. whatever it is. And, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, okay, Mrs. Red. Okay. Okay. All right. I took the warning and I really wish I'd listened a little bit more. I should have listened closer. So fast forward a couple of months go by and nothing really big is going on. And I have a job at the local fast food, one of the places, and I'm a fried cook and I, I come roaring in one night and notice that the front living room lights were all on it and notice that some more friends from our drama club are there and Mrs. Resch's two boys are there and they're playing, a, I think they're playing Trivial Pursuit, if I remember right, yeah, Trivial Pursuit in the front room. And I pop through the door, of course, and say, hey, everybody, and they're like, hey, Stacey, uh, you want to join us? I'm like, I would love to, but I steak like a burger, so <laughs> I need to go take a shower. Okay. So I, I run up the steps. This is a big stairway. It's straight up. It doesn't curve. But I put my head down, and I run up the steps when you're younger. I can remember doing that. And as I got halfway up the steps, I heard the bathroom door slam and feet run across the hallway to the young lady's room. We'll call her Marie, who was staying there, to her room and shut the door. And, of course, me being, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I caught her. And I should not run up the stairs. I caught her between the bathroom and her room. I caught her probably not dressed correctly. And yeah. so I went on the, into my room and waited to, to make sure that the bed, the bathroom was clear and the shower was clear so I could do mine. And I did. And I, and I, so I took a shower and, and never thought anything about it at all. I came downstairs, I joined the game. And so we're playing Trivial Pursuit and Mrs. Resch is actually in a rocking chair. She's knitting, watching this play in front of the fireplace. It's really a Norman Rockwell moment. It's really nice. But she puts her knitting down and she goes, ah. And we're like, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? She goes, oh, I just feel like somebody's upstairs and i'm like yes mrs resh maureen's up there she goes oh, what i said when i ran up the steps i heard her come out of the bathroom 
and she ran in her room and shut the door. I think I might have caught her in between. I didn't mean to. And she looked at me and she says, no, Maureen is in this other town in Tennessee with her parents for the weekend. There's nobody upstairs. No, thank you. Okay. So this is this. uh, So I'm sitting there and I'm like, and everybody's looking at me like, Stacey, are you sure? I'm like, God, I swear. Yeah. She's up there because I heard her in two doors. Not only did I hear her feet run, but the bathroom door shut and her bedroom door shut. I heard them. So that really happened. So this is, here we go. First peel of the onion. So as a kid, we're like, wow. And a few minutes later, Mrs. Ray gets up and she goes upstairs and puts back down. And so she's sure no one's up there. And then she doesn't say nothing about it. And time goes on. There's another afternoon I came in from just being a kid in the South. And I popped through the door. This is probably, probably a late fall of my 16th year. And uh, somewhere around there. And as I stepped through the door, I had always wanted to check out the library. Now, mind you, it's not a library like Batman's Mansion Library or something like that, but it's a well-stocked library, pretty big. Even had one of those neat ladders in there and some big leather chairs. So I go in there, and I'm just looking around at the books and just smelling the leather of the old books, and I really dig them. I, I like that a lot. And all of a sudden, in my right ear, just if I'm standing next to you, I heard Stacy. Just uh, straight off, no. straight off into my ear. I even felt the felt it on my neck. And so I turned. I thought it was one of Mrs. Rush's boys mess with me. I'm like, ha, ha, and no one was there. Absolutely nobody was there. I jumped out the door of the library. Nobody is downstairs. Nobody is around. There was no way anybody could get away from me. So that's numeral dose. <laughs> that's number two. Okay. So now I'm a little concerned and I talked to both of her boys we're all home one weekend from school and they're like yeah stuff does happen here from time to time just ignore it and she'll ignore you and I'm like well how is this going on it's a story and some of the story was that possibly this entity or spirit was attached to their family from England wow their father was the theory and that it was I don't know a guardian or just a tag-along spirit to that family name. I don't know. I haven't really researched that family name, but I might after telling the story again. I'm so interested. That was one of the stories. And they said, we're having this conversation. Let us, let me show you something else cool. So I'm like, okay. So we go down in the basement. Here we go down in the basement and we're looking around. It's a normal basement. It's rocky, and it's, but it's huge, huge. But there's one room at the end of the basement and we walk over this room. There's no door on it and it's cinder block. Okay. It's like an extra room. You can tell it's cut out and then reblocked with there's no door in it. But they yeah. click the light. They click the light and the whole room is red. Mm. Blood red. What? The whole room is painted in just red. The whole room that is in, so the, crazy. in the basement. <laughs> the whole room is red. And I'm like, what the what? And they're like, We don't even know who did this. I'm like, what? And they were saying, like, maybe some people, some plumbers have been down there, and they were going to maybe treat the walls for a water leak. But oh. it's the only room that's painted blood red. Oh. At the end of the basement, you have to walk all the way down under the house to this room and click on the light, and it's blood red. So out we go. That was the sacrifice <laughs> room, for sure. I'm thinking, I'm, now that I know what's going on, I'm thinking maybe this might live down there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay, here we go. Here comes the uh, coup de gras. My 17th birthday. I had my two best friends in the whole world 
And I'm going to use their real names here, not their last names, Richie and Randy. Now, the three of us, we're the absolute three musketeers. Okay, absolutely. If I wasn't there at their house growing up, they were at my house growing up. But now I'm living in this thing, (laughs) this giant house. And of course, everybody knows the family, but these boys are like me. They grew up not with doctors' livings and, and this kind of life. We much, much lower economically. We have all grown up much lower than that. But they were impressed with the house. And Mrs. Resch said, it's your 17th birthday. What would you like to eat? And I'm like, that's a, a great question. I, I, no one's ever really asked me that before. She goes, well, how about Chinese food? And I said, well, I've never had Chinese food before. She goes, I'll just take care of it. And you can invite two friends. I'm like, okay. She, I invite Randy and Richie over. And because I have permission to invite them to the house. And one of the rules, I'm not allowed to bring people in, of course, unless I invite them and let Mrs. Resch know they're coming, which is a courtesy, of course. But she tells me to invite them, and I do. And they come. And I meet them outside as we're walking up the house. And they're, they're jaw-dropping at the country boy living in this thing. But I'm like, bro, I don't own it. I'm just squatting upstairs in one of the <laughs> But still, and these are good boys. These are good, these are good guys. These are good Southern guys. And uh, so we go in and uh, introduce them to Mrs. Resch. And uh, of course, the other guys know them from school. So we didn't run in the same circle. These were my country friends. They didn't, they weren't the uh, drama kids like I was and all that. Yeah. But so they, uh, Mr. Rest says, look, here's all the food. It's on the dining room table. When you're done, just put the leftovers in the fridge. Like, yeah, to clean up this and that and have a great, happy birthday, Stacey. Happy. They all came in and sang happy birthday to me. Yeah. They had somewhere to go. They were going to a concert down at this big hotel in this area where we live for a, a May spring concert this is in may and i'm turning 17 so that's when this is i'm 54 you do the math i'll tell you what year it is okay (laughs) so they leave and so we dig in and have a good time and talking and the guys are curious about the house so i show them around a little bit i'm going to show them a little bit we're not going to go in anybody's bedroom but i gotta show them this house all of it because they want to see it like i do and so we're looking at it, and I tell them the story that Mrs. Resch told me about someone living there. And they're like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. They want to punch me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. That's funny. They didn't believe me. And then, of course, I told them about the library incident. And I told them about the Marine incident upstairs. And they just don't believe me. They're just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, listen, we're not even supposed to talk about it anyway, guys, because one of the rules of the house is that we do not antagonize the spirit. We just don't. And I said, I'll be honest with you, we shouldn't. There's a piano, of course in the big music room and that is at the very it opens into the front foyer which opens up into the music room which is where the stairs are this grand staircase that goes upstairs now the staircase is probably it's big two people can walk side by side or better up it and down it and so i'm talking we're talking about that and richie and all his genius goes over to the piano and just starts banging out a few notes he don't know anything about it he's just banging on it and starts defying, saying, I defy you, spirit, in this house. Show yourself to us. I defy you. You're not real. Show yourself to us. You just fucked up. Banging. This kid had no idea what he was doing. We okay. None of us did. None of us did. Now, this happened fast, so I'll try to tell it slow. But in our brains, in my brain, it's happened in slow motion. Okay? Right. <laughs> so he's doing that. I'm like, Richie, stop. Richie, stop. Just stop doing that. So he stopped. And all of a sudden, upstairs, over our heads, we hear, kabam, a door slam. Now, there is nobody in the house. We watched everybody leave, and we know nobody's up there. Now, you know what I know, and I already told them about my story. 
about door slams upstairs. So I know. And the hair on my arms and the back of my neck stood up. I had the feelings. I had the prickles. If you, we call them in the South. I had the prickles. And I knew we had most likely made a mistake. And both of my friends are like, oh, that's baloney. That's one of the boys up there. And I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. They're gone down to the landing to sing tonight. There is nobody here. Oh, it's so-and-so by the I'm like, if you want to go up there, you can. And so we take a step out of the music room toward the bottom of the staircase. And all of a sudden, bam, another slam upstairs. But that door is closer to the top of the stairs. At this point, I'm frozen. I'm literally frozen in my tracks. My friends are frozen next to me. We're looking up this top of the dark. It's dark up there. We can't see anything. And all of a sudden, bam, three more slams as the doors are slamming, Jeez. coming toward the top of the stairs. And at this moment, we look like cartoon characters from the 1950s <laughs> trying to run and can't get any traction. You know how your dog will do? We have probably even made the noise. I don't know. So we slam out the front door because it's right there to our right. We slam out the front door, run all the way to the street which is almost half a football field away, all the way to the street, mind you. And we're panting, and we're just panting. And so I I said, they're like, oh, my God, I can't really explain what we said because even to this day, that part's a blur. We were out of our minds, scared, out of our minds, scared. And, but we made a mistake. We had broken one of the, another rule of the house. I left the front door standing wide open. Oh, no. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. I cannot do it. This is these are these people's possessions. Not like we live in a crime area, but come on, yeah. can't leave the house, the front door open. So I'm like, I gotta shut that door. And they're like, go ahead. I'm like, nope, <laughs> you're coming with nope, me. Coming so, with me. <laughs> so here are three of us young strapping men huddled up. We are crunched <laughs> together, walking back up to the front door of the house. I'm like, this will just take a sec, and it slams on my face. Not oh my god! Stacey. Slams <laughs> in my face. So once again, we Scooby-Doo it off the porch, <laughs> down the sidewalk, and over to the vehicles. And we're, we get in Richie's truck because he's the only one closer where he can back out. So no one else has to get out. And we back out down the driveway. And as we're backing out down the driveway, I'm just staring at the house. I cannot believe what has just happened. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I live here. What have I done? Yeah. What have I done? And through the big plate glass window, or what are they called? It's a window where you can actually set in it from the inside. It's huge. It's a bay window? Yeah, a big bay window. Perfect. Thank you. You can see the shadow in that living room walking back and forth as we rolled up there. And uh, so that is the story of Resh House. For a small epilogue, I'll tell you the backside of it, how it went. Of course, my friends and I, we talked about that. They still swore somebody was in there. I told them no one was in there. I know no one was in there. Later on, I talked to the boys. No, they were there. They were down. I didn't tell them why I was talking to them. I just asked them, how did this concert go? <laughs> you know, how did that go? Oh, it was great. So-and-so showed up. It was perfect. I'm like, great. Okay. So I had to talk to Mrs. Resch because I sleep up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those doors that slammed could have been mine in my bedroom. I don't know. So we sat down and we talked about it. And she, honestly, guys, very upset with me. Aww. Extremely upset with me. To the point where I was asked to leave the home. Oh, man. Because she said, we never do that. Now you don't understand. And I was like, Mrs. Resch, I understand. So don't be sad. Me and my friend Richie 
pooled our money together and believe it or not at 16 years old we were able to rent a ratty trailer nice. six, six, oh, i was 17 now and we finished high school in that trailer together with no, no, with no experiences or nothing like that. Now to this day, I want to get both those guys together one more time and yeah. go through the story and say, tell me how you remember it. Yes. Maybe I'm remembering it weird, but I'm telling you guys, I'm an honest dude. I'm very honest. Yeah. This is, this happened to me. This happened. And that's why I'm scared about looking for more spooks with you guys. Yeah. If you're looking, sometimes you find them and it, in this case, I got what I asked for. I, I didn't come in. I didn't come in quiet and peaceful. I came in antagonistic and this spirit reacted to that and mm -hmm. ran me out. I will say that I've been waiting for this story for what, like two or three months? At, le at least we've been talking about it. I've been wanting yeah. to tell you so bad. Yeah. It was worth the wait because that's crazy. <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. And it sets me up for, to tell you about later on another day, we'll talk about it. But uh, I lived in Vermont. Uh, for a time. And I lived on the shores of Lake Champlain. So you can look that up very close to the New York state side of the lake. So that'll give you a, a basic geographical area known for American natives living there, dying there. Also probably the Underground Railroad came through at least down on the other side of Burlington, Vermont and St. Albans where, I, where this is from. And of course you have Champ, the Loch Ness version that North America's Loch Ness version is yeah. in this lake as well. So we're going to talk about on another day, if I could tease it, you can play it later. Okay, so here, comes here comes your tease B in three, two, one. So on another episode, we can talk about the house that whispers. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's, and a few more creepy Vermont experiences that yeah. I'll share with you. Yeah. And then for fun, then for fun, if you guys want to, I've got a entertaining ghost story. That I wrote. So. We want to hear them all. So that's awesome. <laughs> the yeah. last one's not real. The last one's not true. It's, I made it up to scare kids. I love a, that. <laughs> at a Boy Scout camp and it worked real well. That's the story. That's what that, you got questions? Anything like that? I just, that's such a crazy experience. I could not imagine, especially at 17. No, I would have been terrified. I'm I mean, the kind of person that I try to rationalize whenever experiences mm -hmm. happen to me, and I could not rationalize no. four doors slamming at once. There, and these are large six-panel wood doors, yeah. not trailer doors, as folks right. like that. These were big doors, and slamming that hard—that's a lot of energy. And so, yeah, that's well, that house is still there to this day. I believe that family may still own it, but I'm going to check it out and get in touch with those two guys and maybe we can meet up again and check with their version of it to see if I'm crazy or not. But that's, yeah, honestly, that was... that's how I remember it. It was my birthday. I know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely look forward to having you on the podcast definitely. again to share your other stories. Yeah. You were an anytime. awesome guest. So thank you oh, so I... much for sharing with us. We yes. loved it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I enjoy the show. It's a great show. Keep it going. Thank you. Thank you thank so much. You. We really appreciate that. All, All right. right. We are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So you guys know the drill, go ahead and like our podcast, follow us on all of our socials. I'll have everything linked in our little bio and yeah, stay creepy. Bye. Bye. Push the button, push the button. <laughs> <laughs>